Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm happy to have with me this afternoon uh, Miss Betsy Dirksen-Londrigan, and she's a candidate for Congress for the 13th Congressional District. And good afternoon, and how are you? I'm great, Frank. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's it's been an interesting ride for 2020 here. <laughs> it certainly has. Okay, let's let's let's. Okay, you're running again. You you uh, came up a little short the last time. You're running again, and how things are going out on the campaign trail because you're not very much on the trail anymore because of COVID. Well, we're the trail uh, looks different this time around. Let's uh, let's let's <laughs> you know talk about how different it is, but we're still communicating with voters every day. Uh, we are doing. I think our phone bankers. We have uh, tons of interns and volunteers who have been making calls and a few weeks back they made their 100,000th call to wow. folks here in the district and so you know we're, we're we're phone banking we're texting we're doing zooms uh, we're doing everything that we need to be doing to spread our message about protecting health care uh, to every corner of the 13th district it just looks a little bit different than it did last time and I sure do miss you know, seeing people on the campaign trail, but looking forward to when that happens again. Okay, your your opponent uh, has been an, uh, a big cheerleader for the president. I should say it that way. That's it. He's the uh, <laughs> he's his campaign co-chair for twenty twenty. Okay, he's campaign co-chair, and 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 that's the reason I wanted to ask you. And if you're successful, um, regardless of who wins the presidency. How what is what is your advocacy going to be? Because it appears that the president is setting up uh, taking away the affordable care and with the uh, appointment of of his uh, new Supreme Court justice or at least the nomination. And how do you hope to maintain the Affordable Care Act for the people of the 13th District? Well, Frank, you know, the whole reason I got into this race in 2018 is to make sure that every person has access to quality, affordable care. My husband and I have three kids, and when our oldest son was 12, uh, he ended up in the pediatric intensive care unit of our hospital here in Springfield at St. John's. And, you know, every time we thought something was going to go right, it took a, you know, a wrong turn, he ended up having surgery. He was put into a medically induced coma. He was on a ventilator that was breathing for him. And he was read last rites, uh, not once, but twice. And it was terrifying. And we are so incredibly grateful for the medical care that he received and for the fact that we had insurance. Because if we had not had access to that care, we would have lost our son. Right. And if we had not had good insurance, it would have bankrupt our family. So I am in this race to protect the Affordable Care Act, build on it, strengthen it. And I'm running against uh, Congressman Davis, who has voted 11 times to fully repeal the Affordable Care Act and all the essential health benefits that go along with it, with no replacement. Well, you know, and I, I heard some, uh, of course, you know, with uh, the airwaves, I heard a commercial by the congressman uh, uh, basically stating that he had been in favor of, of, of maintaining pr uh, persons with pre-existing conditions. Is Does that go with what you know that he's voted for? You know what, Frank? We've got the receipts, and the receipts are his votes. He voted 11 times to fully repeal the Affordable Care Act with no replacement, which would have not only kicked millions of people off their insurance, it would have gutted protections for people with pre-existing conditions. 
So I, 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 I don't want you to explain for him, but does I can remember many times repeal and replace. Have you seen a document that replaces? And if there is a document, what does it provide for the people of the 13th district? Well, when, you know, I, my, my primary motivator, um, you know, of getting in this race and protecting health care, uh, you know, it all my, my decision was made final about getting in this race when I saw Rodney Davis and Donald Trump and all of them celebrating on the White House lawn. And if you remember that, that I was, saw the picture. That's right. It was May 4th, 2017 It is, uh, you know, emblazoned on my brain because I could not believe that people were celebrating taking health care away from people. And that was the AHCA. And that's what Congressman Davis, you know, when he says, oh, you know, we would have protected people with pre-existing conditions. The reality is those people with pre-existing conditions would be placed in a high risk pool that would be extremely expensive. And that's back. That's what it used to be. Frank, you remember those chip. days? <laughs> that's what chip was for. Right. I mean, it was, you know, we have over 280,000 people in Illinois 13 alone who have pre-existing conditions. And that those are pre-COVID numbers, Frank. Right. And, and now that COVID, and we don't know the full extent of what right, COVID may cause to people. And so once this is gone, people with COVID who now are finding they're having other problems could be excluded because of pre-existing conditions. Right. And what the, what the Affordable Care Act does is it says that insurance companies can't discriminate against people right. with pre-existing conditions. They can't, you know, they can't say no. Uh, we won't cover you, and they can't say we're going to charge you more because you have right. a pre-existing condition, and that is so important because you people have to be able to afford their insurance to be able to use it. We had the CARES Act that was passed uh, back in uh, March, April, and uh, it, it was. I know a number of uh, businesses around Springfield, and, and especially in the community that applied for the CARES Act funding and were denied. And lo and behold, Congressman Davis's family gets a PPP loan. Uh, and I guess my one of my concerns was that uh, they tried to do some transparency about who was getting the money and doing some oversight. And it's my understanding he voted against the transparency? He did. He voted against providing transparency and, and so that people, so taxpayers, uh, could see where the money was going, who was receiving it, uh, was it getting, you know, to its intended recipients, and especially when his family is first in line to receive a huge loan through that program, and then with him voting against transparency, it just it doesn't pass a sniff test, and I hear about that frequently from people across the district. Well, I, you know, the, <laughs> the interesting thing about that is, is that when the analysis has been done, and they've done several different analyses, that African-American businesses were the lowest one on the totem pole about getting uh, reimbursements or, or getting a, a hand up out of the situation. And uh, it, it appeared that friends of the president, again, seemed to uh, strike a big deal on this. And I guess is th are those the kind of things that you're going to be really uh, critical and making sure that you make sure that things are equitable across the board? 
They have to be. And, you know, this goes into us, you know, when we're looking at why were minority-owned businesses left behind for so long? You know, why, were, why weren't they, um, you know, treated, at, you know, in the, with the same, uh, you know, speed and importance as, say, a congressman's uh, family? Uh, that, that doesn't settle well with people uh, when they hear that. And, you know, on my part, I want to make sure that there is full transparency around taxpayer, you know, investments. Every taxpayer has a right to know if their money is going, where it's intended to go. That's our money. It is not the congressman's money. It is not the president's money. It is our taxpayer money. And we, you know, when we're talking about uh, you know, minority-owned businesses not being upfront. We have to dive deeper into that issue. You know what? You know what banks are? Do they are they going to? Right. There's right, a bigger, bigger right? issue. There's there. a much bigger issue there, um, as there almost always is with you know thing. Like how you know is it? Are they looking at the W-2s? They looking at the 1099s? How are they? You know, determining who qualifies? Well, there was and who no criteria. And, right. That was one of the things that right. the criteria was a sort of floating criteria. Uh, because I know friends of mine who are in the same business. I'm a lobbyist. I found out some of my friends who were lobbyists. I was told lobbyists didn't qualify, and then I found out some of the lobbyists did get money out of the program. So I'm I'm a little confused, but that's the way it goes. You know, and I know they were trying to help as many people as they could, sure. uh, you know, and trying to get that out the door. The part that I think is is that I'm in strong disagreement is when Congressman Davis voted against the transparency on that program. That is a big red flag uh, because you shouldn't be hiding where taxpayer money is going. Right. Uh, we got one last question before you go. And uh the president and Joe Biden had a debate the other night and uh, didn't go well. Uh, would you as a congressman, if if your president conducted himself in that manner, would you have something to say about it? I would that? absolutely have something to say about that. I think that uh, Americans lost out the other night because we didn't have a chance to actually hear uh, what the platforms were because of all of the interrupting and over-talking. Uh, I think one thing that did come through loud and clear is that uh, Joe Biden was talking to the American people and trying to tell us that he wants to protect our health care, our Social Security, our Medicare, get our economy back on track. Um, you know, I we could hear that, but I would have liked to have been able to hear more. And absolutely, the you know people in Illinois 13 uh, expect somebody who is going to stand up when they need to stand up, and you know right now we don't have a congressman who does that. Uh, he answers to his party bosses. He answers to the corporate PACs who fund his campaign, just like when he took over two hundred thousand dollars from big, big pharma, pharma corporate PACs and then voted against lowering the cost of prescription <laughs> drugs. We can do better. We have to elect better, and I look forward to uh, you know people in Illinois 13 watching my votes, holding me accountable for my votes, because I'm going to be taking my cues from them, from people. That's who I want to represent in Washington, D.C., people, not corporations, <laughs> not special interests, people. Thank you so much, Betsy. Uh, we appreciate you coming out, and hopefully I can get a chance to talk to you again before the election. I'd love it, Frank. Thanks so much. Have All a right. great night. Thank you.